0: Hey everybody, welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars, right now on Radio.com, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities. I'm Randy Cardoon. This week we catch up with our pals from Garage Squad, Heather Storm, who's now in her third seasons with the show, and as a bonus... Fans of the show will recognize the lead mechanic, Joel Zoper, who isn't exactly your typical TV car guy. In fact, he'll tell you how he became the right guy at the right time at the right place to get the gig. So, Joe, let's start it off with what was the first car you remember growing up? 1970 Oldsmobile 442.
1: That was my dad's car, and I was about four years old, and I used to sit out in the garage and help him work on it. You know, I mean, you know, of course, you know, he was one of them dads. You know that he he'd teach me how to do something, and then after that, he'd get busy. So he would just hand me a wrench and tell me go check over nuts and bolts. I'm four years old, so I don't know if that wrench fit half them bolts. I couldn't <laughs> tell you, but I kept <laughs> myself busy. You know, and that's how it all started.
0: You know, <laughs> and that started really your process toward really working on cars and being attracted to them as a kid.
1: Oh, yes. And when I was a kid, I was the kid that would get toys for Christmas. And within two days, I had them tore apart. <laughs> I would literally take toys and morph them into something else. i take five toys and try to make one out of it, you know. And, and I can remember no one would ever want me to be running around the house with a screwdriver and pliers. And but I was the kid where you know they they gave up. They were just like, let him have it. He's going to tear the stuff apart to figure out how it works. It's it's just it's inevitable.
0: So so you had Franken cars. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I had a lot of them. Yes, a lot of.
2: (laughs) He was enterprising. He was putting them back together, selling them. (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) My my was like, I can make this better. That was my. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course remember when we had Heather on for those of you who listened to the podcast before the one story and I didn't even have to listen to the podcast again to remember but obviously you were brought up in Montana the story about the car with the chain
2: oh yes yes my my the my Bonneville. Uh, I think it was an 86 Bonneville and that that's that was my actual first car that I was driving and in Montana you can drive at you can get your driver's license of course everyone's driving trucks and stuff at 10 years old but you can get your driver's license at 15 so it's actually a year earlier than most states. But, yeah, I beat the hell out of that car. I mean, you know, (laughs) we lived off a dirt road already out of town. So it was basically my friends and I would just drive out. That's what you did in small towns. You drive out of town and sit out there, do a little drinking, do a little hanging out, and then you see what the car can do. Well, the 86 Bonneville doesn't really do much. (laughs) So by the time I gave it to my brother, the hood of the car was chained down. And he said at one point the chain came loose and it flew off. And, you know, he was the younger brother. He had to deal with it.
0: Joe, that was a visual for me right there. uh, there. Driving down in this old Pontiac and all of a sudden the chain is holding the hood up, you know. (laughs) It's like, oh, my gosh.
2: I don't know what it went through. A lot, a lot.
0: Now, Joe, you grew up in the Illinois area. Joliet, Illinois, is where you have your uh, customizing garage now. Of course, you were a big fan, I take it, of the Blues Brothers being from Joliet, Illinois.
1: Oh, well, you almost have to be, you know, from (laughs) Joliet, Illinois. You know, my, my nickname to some of my friends is Joliet Joe. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I yeah, Blues Brothers is just kind of, you know, it's in your blood if you live around here. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, you know.
0: And Halloween, I'm sure, in Joliet is is full of guys looking like uh, the two Blues Brothers.
1: Oh, they're everywhere. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's un-American to be in Joliet and not see someone dressed up as Blues Brothers on Halloween.
2: Well, they have the car in Elwood, the police car up on a pole.
0: You do? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. yeah oh. Yeah, <laughs> they do or you do.
2: There is one. <laughs>
0: they do. I don't have one. No. You mean the city <laughs> has actually put the Blues Brothers Dodge who on a pole? Who put that up
1: there? It- yeah, the diplomat. I I don't. You know, I don't know who put it up there, but. I mean, it's got the siren on the roof and everything. The guys are in it, too.
2: Is
0: that like outside City Hall?
2: I got a photo of it. Yeah, the guys are in it, too.
0: Really? So is that outside City Hall? Is it right next to the flag? Where is this? (laughs) I think
2: there's a gas station right there. (laughs) It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a gas station. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Totally
2: (laughs) worth seeing, though. No, absolutely.
0: (laughs) All right, Joe, what was your first car? Oh, my
1: first car was a 1982. Honda Accord hatchback, it was ugly brown, and it had a smash fender, and I was the coolest kid ever. That's all, you know, because you know how it is, when you got your first car, it can be the biggest pile of junk, but to you, that, that's freedom. And so to it's your friends? cool. You know, it's, it's cool all on its own just because it's, it's your first thing that's your own. And to your and, friends, it's
2: freedom, too. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and then somehow,
1: you know how it is. I grew up in a small town, you know, so when you got a car, you also have a lot of friends all of a sudden, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that car met its demise about three months into owning it. I got bet if I would jump a bridge with water on the other side on a flood, and I did it. I destroyed the car. It ended up having to go to the junkyard. so <laughs> Okay, that but, was the history of my
0: first car. Now, wait a minute. Did this have anything to do with the Dukes of Hazzard? I mean, did, is that where you got the idea? I have a Dukes of Hazzard car.
1: Oh. Yeah, I'm a big Dukes of Hazzard kid. I get I, I have photos of me with, sitting watching Dukes of Hazzard with my Dukes of Hazzard, you know, little crate table, you know, and eating dinner, watching the show. Oh, yeah. I was, when I was a kid, It was I was a big Dukes of Hazzard fan. And as I got older, when I was 19, I bought a Charger. And uh, I restored it and painted it like the Dukes of Hazard. I got to meet all the guys from the show, and they autographed it and everything.
0: Very cool. Now, I, I saw in the news recently, I guess it's kind of a thing where you watch the show and you think, hey, I could do this in any car. <laughs> a, a, guy, a guy showed up in a Toyota Corolla. No. He pulls up to this little drainage ditch, decides, huh. Oh, Bo Duke could do this. He backs it up all the way, floors it, and let's just say it didn't make it. It
2: didn't turn out well for him, huh? <laughs> did
0: not turn out well for, for the car. So there's there's a mindset for just about anybody who's a fan of that, absolutely. That's one of those
2: things where as, as much as you put your mind to it, the car's just not going to do it. It doesn't matter how much you want it.
0: And, of course, you've been obviously wrenching on cars for a long time. Heather, we talked about your situation where you – Learned from your dad a lot of things and, Mm -hmm. And you felt comfortable enough To do the show
2: I did. I didn't really know what I was in for 100%, (laughs) but I was ready for anything. Uh, No, you know, working with your dad in the garage is a lot different than suddenly getting in there with five other guys and pulling apart a whole car. Mm -hmm. So I have learned an immeasurable amount since I've been on the show.
0: Yeah, Joe, talk a little about Heather when she first joined you guys on Garage Squad and really where she's come from that point to watching her and if you've seen her this year I mean you're like dive you're wearing gloves Heather okay <laughs> but I could imagine at one point you probably would say well I'm I can handle this and rip them off and go get your hands all greasy
1: Oh
2: yeah they get greasy be nice Joe <laughs> Yeah
1: I no I, I I'll tell you what I'm going to be honest with you you know the first time you know I got to work with Heather you know I thought well you know let let's see what she can do you know and we were in the garage working and Heather will tell you that You know, I get stressed out. We're worried about parts. Are we going to get it done? Is this going to work? And when Heather came up to me, she's already dirty. It's been a long day. And she says, Joe, you look like you can use some help. And she's like, and I'm just going to go take care of this. And I'm going to go take care of that. And she goes over there and dives in. And that's when I knew she's going to be just fine. She can hold her own. She can sling the wrench. She can do anything that I need help with. And because that's the big thing, you know, is when you got someone new coming into the team, are they going to be a team player? That's more important sometimes than their knowledge. And we got lucky with Heather. I mean, we, we scored on both ends on that deal.
0: And the whole chemistry really seems to work very well on the show. I mean, it's it's one day somebody's the comic relief. The other day you're just really <laughs> grinding. And what was that one scene earlier this year where you were working on the torque wrench on a car? Oh, and... yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Working on the, on the engine with the torque wrench. And I, I, I should have been holding it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was not. And Joe is standing there watching me probably thinking, at one point this might not go so well. <laughs> Weren't you, Joe? A <laughs> little
1: bit. A little bit, actually right as right as i see her grab the torque wrench and, and and i was just getting ready and i just you know my mind was moving faster than my body and like the way she went and and what do you think she was talking to 110 foot pounds i mean that that's a lot you know and
2: that was and, like my whole body was into that <laughs> yeah and
1: her whole body was into it you know and And when she fell, you know, I I was very concerned. I I was worried the torque wrench, you know, was, was broke. You know, but it, but Heather was okay. We were just concerned about the torque wrench, weren't we, Heather?
2: <laughs> yeah. I actually was, as I was falling backwards, I was thinking, I hope nothing's behind me. Because a lot most of the time, <laughs> yeah. tools are everywhere in the garage. I mean, we almost trip over them because, you know, someone will move something out of the way, and now it's behind you, and you didn't know it was there. And all, all I was thinking is, is there anything behind me? I hope not. And then I fell and hit the ground, and I was like, okay, cool. There was, I didn't fall on anything.
0: This certainly got yeah. you qualified for the Stunt Riders Association, right? Right, I mean, right. Yeah.
1: You know, in all honesty, you know, I've seen guys really get hurt with stuff like that. Yeah. We were glad she
0: was. Yeah. Talk about
1: it now, but at the time, it wasn't a joke.
0: Joe, when you first got involved in this show, as I understand it, you weren't necessarily a guy who showed up in Central Casting or or a casting call. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved in the show from year one.
1: Actually, it was, I'll be honest with you, I got a phone call from this guy that I know, and, um it was a real quick conversation and I happened to work like 18 hours straight the day before. And when he called me, I was so tired. I I couldn't really didn't register what he said. And I thought that I had to go help fix a car for a TV commercial or something is what I thought. And I was supposed to meet him at like two o'clock in the afternoon the following day. And I remember going, I'm going to call and tell him I'm not going to be able to make it. And then I thought, man, they're driving all the way from Chicago. I can't do it, you know, and I just changed clothes, and I'm so tired. It was everything I can do to drive over there. And and I walk in this garage, and I just start talking about what we need to do to this vehicle. And some guy's standing there with an iPhone recording me talking. And then they said, hey, uh, would you like to do a pilot? And I'm like, for what? And I thought this was a TV commercial, and it just went from there. It was – they, they – they uh, they were impressed with my knowledge and background, and uh, it just kind of took off from there.
0: The whole TV thing was really not in your wheelhouse at that point. Was that even on the on the speck of the horizon for you, your TV career? No, no, <laughs> I
1: have my own shop that's successful, and and uh, the TV career was just kind of thrown in my lap. And we did a pilot, and we had some people from Velocity here. Chris Jacobs was here, and. Uh, And I called Cy, who I'm friends with, and I'm like, Hey, Cy, I got this deal where I got to, you know, fix this vehicle for a TV pilot. You want to come give me a hand? And size up for anything. You know, Size that guy when you're, even if it's a bad idea, he's coming just to watch. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, yeah, I'll come give you a hand. And he came here, and one thing led to another. uh, uh, Velocity said, hey, would you like to be the lead mechanic and the host of the show? And I thought... Well, why not? You give it a shot. <laughs> wow. And
2: then you realize how much work it is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. The, the, there is, you know, how about some of them hot summer days we get, you know, oh. or the or the cold ones? Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's times where I'm going, Did I really make the right decision? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and for a lot of people who haven't seen the show or have seen the show, the half hour version, now the hour version, how long does it take to do a car?
2: Well, it's, it's almost a week. Not quite.
0: Yeah, not
1: quite. It, uh, when we were doing the half-hour version, what, Heather, sometimes we get, what, three and a half
2: yeah, days? Yeah, three and a half days would be to—I mean, yeah. it was crazy. And some of those days were yeah. long days.
0: So so yeah. when they expanded the show, you actually got more time to do the builds.
1: Yeah. Big bonus. Yeah, well, just, just shy of—not <laughs> well, much more
0: time. We get a day and a half uh, more. So we're, know, we're almost five.
2: Two more, yeah, two more days, but it helps out a lot. It really Mm -hmm. does. And we have a lot more time to tell the story.
0: And the story really is a big thing.
2: Yeah, that's what really makes the show is what we're finding out. I mean, it's fun to work on the cars, and obviously each different car has its own unique things that are fun to share. But it's the people that we're we're helping that really make the difference. And finding those unique stories of people who are super deserving is is, is really great. It feels good for us to finish.
0: And when people send in their submissions, as uh, Bruno likes to call it, (laughs) the car, I assume, has to not run.
2: That would be a Joe question.
1: Yeah, well, you know, to be honest with you, I got I like the challenge of a car not running. If
3: mm-hmm. the car
1: runs, if the heart of the beast runs, everything else is kind of, well, it's got to get done, you know. But it just seems for me, and I, and I know Heather and the guys, even though sometimes we don't know if we're going to get it done, the, the challenge of a of a non running vehicle.
2: I Yeah, think, yeah. I, I mean to know that it's been sitting for a while and and you know it hasn't it hasn't been doing anything. There's just something about that that's uh, that's a little lot more rewarding than if it ran but just ran kind of crappy.
0: Well, it was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, there was that classic scene you guys had. I think it was in your first year the Oldsmobile. Yeah, that just that was full of dust oh, and God. then somebody started it and all this junk oh, comes out of the that exhaust. Was, oh,
1: yeah, Man. And, and the funny part is, is people thought that we fake that. Yeah, nothing fake about we, that. That was nothing, mouse nothing. hotels. <laughs> yes, I mean, there was nothing fake about it. In fact, I remember saying, I remember having to say, I'm like, when we start this thing with all the mice that, and nest and everything that was on the inside. I'm like, I can only imagine what's in the exhaust. And at the last second, the cameraman's like, I'm gonna put a camera there. <laughs> and, and sure as hell, here it comes. It was, it was wild.
2: That was fun to see, actually. It was just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's your visual, and that actually is one of the better shots you guys have ever had. I mean, that one shot in there where all of a sudden all the junk comes coming out. Oh
2: my goodness, it is. I agree yeah. with that.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Good day. How about it, Heather? That
1: garage, even after we cleaned it, washed it, and painted the inside... It's, the whole garage still stunk for another three days.
2: The car still smelled, too, a little bit inside. Really? Yeah, oh. A tiny bit. I could just still, cause, because that, that scent was so stuck in my nostrils from working on it for yeah. days and being inside and locked inside of the car, um, <laughs> that uh, that I just, I couldn't get that smell out of my nostrils. I don't know if it really still smelled or if I just had that scent stuck in my nose from working wa- on there.
0: You couldn't wash that smell right out of your head? No, hair. it wouldn't go no. away. <laughs> no. <Days. laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable well there are so many different cars you guys put together and of course you had talked about one of the ones that uh, was just airing mm-hmm. that was the one with the um chevy truck
2: the 67 chevy 4x4 mm-hmm. yeah right. yeah that was yeah. a really great yeah. episode yeah it was yeah. a lot of fun uh that was our truck of the year well no we had two trucks i lied that was our second truck of the year mm-hmm. um and The guy Neil, the owner, was super deserving. He had a a tragedy in the family, and he was just down in the dumps. And our challenge isn't just getting the car running again or the truck; it's also kind of lifting the spirits of the people that we're working with in in some of the situations, and particularly in this one. And the day one or two, you're like, "Oh no," you know. I don't know if we're going to be able to help him like mentally feel better. You know, I hope he comes around. But And after that week of us working there and the truck running and you see him get a smile on his face, it, it, there's nothing like it. It feels great.
0: Yeah, and Joe, we'd sit there and watch the show and, and something would happen and suddenly you'd have to find a part that isn't necessarily available at your <laughs> local auto zone or something like that. I yes. mean How do you find some of those parts so quickly?
1: Uh, it pretty much just has to do with growing up in this industry i mean you know i know a lot of people a a large uh spectrum of you know different type of car guys you know we got import guys you got your ford this chevy you know that rivalry you Mm -hmm. know and and when you're involved in all of it you get to know a lot of people and the one thing that i do is like i go i'll go over to someone's house and they'll be showing me you know i call it car stock you know they got intakes and carburetors and and I don't know why. I guess it's just a gearhead in me. I can just file that in my head and go, I know someone who might have that. And the phone calls start going out. You know, that's kind of how it's done.
2: It seems like there's a benefit in some ways to the small town, too. Because, you know, we're in those yeah. rural areas. You guys kind of know each other all in the
0: industry. And, and is mm-hmm. this all around where you are, Joe, Or you're located in Illinois, around the Chicago area? Because there are times... You don't necessarily say where you are, so we take a wild guess from the open skies and
1: I'd say we're all over. How how how's that sound, Heather? We're we're, we're everywhere. How's
0: that? Well, <laughs> well, but if there's a certain look. For example, uh, pimp my ride always looked like it was some house in the generic San Fernando Valley somewhere, and they'd always come up and do something. Yeah. you guys are more in the Midwest. We obviously. are in the we
2: are in the Chicago, not Chicago, but in the in the Midwest in Illinois, rural area,
0: mm-hmm. um, yep. around
2: Chicago area, but we are. Hopefully, and I know Joe and I are hopeful, and, and a lot of people are. Is like eventually we're going to need to branch out and find cars that are elsewhere. So I, you know, as the years progress, hopefully with the show, you know, we're looking forward to maybe branching out, and because there's only so many stories we're going to of of cars that we really want to work on when we're trying to show something unique.
0: And you've gone from a half hour to an hour, and soon, Garage Squad. The motion picture.
3: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Traveling the world.
0: (laughs) I, I I can see it. Well, now, we had talked before about the idiosyncrasies of some of the people. And, Joe, I want your input on this because is it true? Heather said on our previous visit that Bruno... Has a little thing for about his hair.
2: <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That's an ongoing joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I didn't I make fun of Bruno, Bruno on, on camera this year, I think. it's And uh, one of the episodes. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, kinda, it flips out every now and then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: We catch him checking him, himself out once in a while with his hair, you know. I mean, it doesn't move, so there's not really anywhere for it to go.
0: And, and I watched the most recent uh, one that I've seen is – the GTO, where we all learned about Heather's secret skill.
2: What was my secret skill? Do you remember that?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It involved oh, was- it involved M Ms.
2: Oh yes. Oh yeah. I did have a secret
0: skill. I scared the heck out of Heather right there. She's <laughs> looking at me like, "Oh my God, what's he gonna say?"
2: What what skill do I have that I don't know about right now? <laughs>
1: um, well, I, I he, don't have that skill. I got beaned in the forehead like four times. But...
2: I actually surprised myself when I caught it. So so what happened
0: is Bruno walks in, and I guess you guys were down in the dump. So it's really hot. Things weren't going oh, well with yeah. the build. Everybody was uh, let's say they weren't thrilled, and then all of a sudden he starts popping M and M's. Or a similarly based chocolate. It was m ms yeah. Okay. Uh, we, they're not our sponsor yet. But
2: maybe oh. they will be. Maybe <laughs> they will be. So
0: they start, suddenly start throwing it at people. From or... across
2: the car, yeah. the other side of the car. And
0: Heather, how did you have the dexterity?
2: Uh, I don't know. He was throwing them to the guys. He had thrown one. I, I forget who was standing next to me. He had thrown one to Cy. Si, it hit him. He had thrown one to Joe. It hit him. And I said, hey, Bruno, over here. And he threw it to me. And I just caught it right in my mouth and i was like all right is that the I first win. time
0: that ever happened to you or, i think you... so oh okay you well know... i mean
2: i i guess as a kid you know i play that game your, my dad would throw grapes uh-huh. or m&ms or m&ms sometimes it'd be grapes which aren't as fun um but, <laughs> but um you know we'd, he'd always have us try to catch those which you know you do a bunch in a popcorn you do a bunch you know, popcorn, a bunch, maybe catch one so i have practiced but it's been a long time
0: so the, it's a repeat motor skill thing. Yeah, it's like riding okay. a
2: bike. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, all right. So, Joe, what is yours? I haven't been able to quite find out what your... what What's what's Joe's thing? That, oh. Or does he have a thing, aside from the fact that he's a Mopar guy? What's my thing? Yeah, in uh, other I, words, I don't know. What, your secret you, skill. Your... My secret skill. Well, I'll tell you what.
1: I, I was getting my daughter off the bus this, uh, this afternoon... And I was standing at the end of the driveway dancing to embarrass her. I think I can dance. He was totally embarrassed and said, Dad, don't ever do that again. So I think my secret skill is dancing, but Has I, he I ever danced I, on I the have show?
2: never seen Joe actually dance. Really? So I guess this next season we're going to have to get the radio out and put this <laughs> skill to the test. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I dance like I'm holding a barbell and standing on two footballs. I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty terrible. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, I, 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 I embarrassed my daughter and to me, that was hilarious. So, so your skill is I, to
2: embarrass your daughter. <laughs> my skill, <laughs> yeah,
1: my skill is not dancing. My skill is to embarrass my ten year old. of you know, course all the kids on the bus are laughing and she's just shaking
0: her head. You know, I, I, I have head. the I have the visual in my head right now of the promo. Yeah. There <laughs> I I go. S- by some car and you guys are doing something and all of a sudden Joe, there he goes, dancing <laughs> away. That's great.
2: That's gonna be like that Seinfeld episode with Elaine where she thinks she can dance (laughs) and she starts doing the fingers and thumbs and she doesn't understand why anyone doesn't like her after that.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. (laughs) So now the season came to an end. And do I understand this correctly? You, Heather, have a new car, which is really an old car.
2: I do. Yeah.
0: Now, how did that come about?
2: That came about because uh, I had my uh, BMW, my 428, on a lease, and I was needing to turn it in. It was time, and I thought, I really don't know what I would like to do next, and I know I'd like to kind of be able to have a car that I can get to know, Um, you know, a classic car that I can get to know, and so actually, um, Ronnie on the show, the mechanic, um, his brother had the car that I ended up getting, and it was... In great condition when I went to go look at it, and it just kind of it just kind of happened. It wasn't it wasn't really planned. I just kind of put it out there, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? You might like this car." I said, "Actually, I do like that car. Let me go check it out." Which is a '65 Mustang Coupe, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's silver blue, um, pony interior.
0: Did Joe go through the uh, mechanicals for you?
2: He has not gone through the mechanicals for me. (laughs) I don't need it to be souped up and like have a thousand horsepower on it
3: with bars.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know what he would do to it. (laughs) It's all original right now. Oh, (laughs) okay. Okay. I'm trying to keep it more original, not the Joe style there.
0: (laughs) I see. Okay. So this will be your daily driver.
2: This is a daily driver for me, um, although I'm not driving a lot. So Mm. it's kind of. It's kind of a careful daily driver, if that makes sense. We're in L.A. LA, It's a little scary, actually. Uh, I don't want anyone to mess it up, so... Yeah, I'll be Ubering as well Oh,
0: okay (laughs) Because there are a lot of car shows You could take it around to car shows Right, no,
2: absolutely For Mm -hmm. sure Yeah, I plan to
0: And and you had been putting on social media At one point that you were And I assume it's because the show ended You had the car You didn't want to ship it Hey, let's drive it So you did I did a
2: road trip Yeah, I did a classic American road trip And I plan to do several more road trips In the car as well That's kind of the plan Um, I went from Pontiac, Illinois um, All the way to uh, Winfield, Kansas, and stopped at the Bluegrass Festival oh, there, wow. and hung out. And along the way, I, I visited small towns and ate food and talked to people. And I blogged about it and got all that up on my website so people can kind of follow the adventure and see where I went. And I made some videos as well. It was it was a really good time. It was, it was a lot of fun.
0: And you went by yourself?
2: Uh, no, I had a friend with me. Okay, got to take
0: pictures. Right, <laughs> that's a duh. hello. You got to take your videographer. Otherwise,
2: I'm just selfieing the whole time. It doesn't. <laughs> come out quite as well <laughs> the videos would be really close
0: <laughs> Joe if you ever had a chance to do that where you've taken like an old car and, and driven it across country or halfway across country
1: my problem is it seems like every time I get one of my cars done someone comes and wants to buy it so I really mm. never get to go enjoy it but I do have cars that you know I'll have you know until I die you know but I've never been able to take the time you know between garage squad running the business the last 20 years it's just it's hard you know that's why you know i was watching what heather was doing and and i i even thought man i would love to do that so fire up one of my cars and just go you know and and have fun
0: what kind of car would that be which one do you think
1: uh probably probably my twin turbo station wagon
0: twin turbo okay (laughs)
1: we paused sorry go into a little
0: more detail on that if you would please
1: I have a 66 Belvedere uh, station wagon, a Plymouth, you know, Mopar. Oh, yeah. And I built a big block with twin turbos on it. Nice. It's on air ride, air conditioning. You know, it has DVD player in it, the whole nine yards, and plenty of room. So if I were to go on a road trip, I would load that up, and that's what I would take.
0: That sounds and perfect. I'd, that sounds great.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I would drive. The only problem is, is you know, it's a thousand horse see what i mean (laughs) and here we go yeah so this is why you let me
0: work yeah you'd have to be uh, make sure you have your gas buddy app with you and make sure you know where every gas station is between now and yes that That could be rough
2: on some parts of route 66
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah that would be a little difficult but that sounds like a great car what else do you have in your garage joe
1: i have a total of 11 vehicles is what i what i have okay i, I have, have a notepad
0: go ahead <laughs> okay uh
1: well well and I, I gotta say you know my wife too my wife has uh alcohol blown race cars so i saw the video of that
0: i see there's a video on youtube i think it is of you starting hers up and that's wild
1: yeah and she <laughs> she actually won uh her first race which was really great, and I, I, I got to throw this out there because I'm so proud of her. You know, I'm a proud husband. You know, I, I got, you know, a, I got a bigger head than she does right now about this, you know, but my wife was the first female to enter this class, and she went there dealing with pros that had been running this class for years, and she cleaned house, and, and she knocked them all out, and she uh, won, and she was the first female to win the class, first female to enter the class. And uh, she did really well. I'm very proud of her. Uh, my daughter races. She has a junior dragster. She races. She's won, oh, quite a bit this year. I know because it's up on the mantle in my living room, and she <laughs> rubs it in every night. That dad, you don't have a trophy up there. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah,
1: thanks, kid. <laughs> so, but we're a family full of cars. I we got I got everything from muscle cars to race cars to lowrider trucks. Lifted trucks, you name it, we got it
0: all. Now, you've talked on the show about how you're a Mopar guy. So are most of them Mopars?
1: All of them, but my lowrider truck is a Mopar. When it comes to trucks, I'm a Chevy DMC guy. Uh, But I did put a Dodge motor in it, so if that means anything, I put a diesel Cummins in it. Yeah, I put a diesel Cummins in it in my uh, Chevy Dually. But, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you, I'm a Mopar guy because my dad in the late eighties, he converted the Mopars and I just followed them. They were, the Mopar did a lot of things that were different, uh, you know, back in the day versus what Chevy and Ford did. And, and I, I don't, you know, I, I like being different as Heather will tell you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I just stood in, you know, with the Mopar, uh, crowd. But the truth of the matter is, is I'll take a 68 Chevelle or a 69 Chevelle any day. I'm the guy that I just love everything. It's, it's nothing, my, my heart's for Mopar, but I love them all. It doesn't matter what it
0: 68 is. 68 Chevelle was my second car, <laughs> oddly enough. Started with started with a 307, and uh, that didn't last long. I think I blew that up somewhere. But, yeah, that's uh, that's very good lines, very clean lines on that car. Yes, beautiful. So, so we always ask these questions. What are the top three cars on the Joe's Zoper I-want-to-get-that-car-someday list?
1: I want a '62 Biscayne lowrider, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, Heather will tell you. For me, everything's got to be low, Low, long, and low. And (laughs) and um, a '71 Hemi for sure, definitely. And I would really like a big block 427 four speed uh, Chevelle or even a '69 Camaro. Those are my dream
0: cars right there Joe. that that, I
1: have left. I have everything else I want.
0: Of all the cars you've had, you've probably gotten rid of a few here and there. What's the one car that you got rid of that you look back and go, man, I wish I had that car back? Good question.
1: Heather, you remember the red uh, Fastback uh, 68 Barracuda that that was my daily driver on season one? I I drove it all the time. If I wasn't driving the van, you know, I wasn't wasn't
2: on season one though. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, I'm sorry, season two. Oh,
2: season two. I, I don't remember yeah. seeing that car.
1: But that car was probably the car I wish I wouldn't have got rid of. I It had nitrous on it, and I drove it every day, and it was just a lot of fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I
1: wanted... I'm wanted in a couple counties, but that's another
3: story.
2: That's another why he time. wears those shirts. They're real.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Those
2: t-shirts that he wears on the show. We watched the show
0: the other night and my wife is going, okay, so Joe was wearing the shirt that said, I know, I know license and registration. <laughs> and also... I really got pulled over wearing that shirt.
1: Remember, Heather? Yes, I, he I, did. I he
0: in the van on the way
1: to
2: set. Yeah, he got pulled over in that shirt in the Garage Squad van.
0: In the Garage Squad van. <laughs> you were racing the Garage squad van
1: no doesn't no doesn't go that it fast all, yeah it doesn't tell
0: you there's no racing the garage squad van unless it's downhill
1: off a cliff <laughs> so that's not gonna happen okay but i would tell you that no, i actually got pulled over for uh, a brake light out and when he come walking up and he looked at me and he read the shirt the look on his face was priceless i didn't. Even, he just said you got a brake light out. Can you get it fixed? I'm like, no problem. I am a mechanic. And he goes, <laughs> okay. And he walked away because he read this shirt and thought there is no point going any farther with this traffic stop. <laughs> I would have
2: liked to see that on camera. I wish we had the video of that.
0: <laughs> I know. That would have been a great promo on its own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. And, of course, the other shirt wasn't me. But yeah. How, how many yeah. shirts do you have like that, Joe?
1: Well, with that... Uh, with my company, Prison City, actually, those shirts have been made. I've made them things on and off for, oh, I don't know, eighteen years. Like you know, wasn't me and unorganized crime, and
0: I've actually been had them shirts for years. I have a Barbara Walters question. That is kind of like, if you were a plant, what plant would you be? But that's not the question. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's almost oh too surreal. God. That's too surreal for me. But one day I was you know, doing a show, and I, it just dawned on me, we all go through life, and we all, if we had any forewarning of what was coming ahead, how things would change, if you had an opportunity to write a note to yourself at an earlier age and say, okay, do this, and this is going to work for you, don't do this, that way you won't have to face that. what what joe do you think you would write a younger joe
1: a younger joe Uh, when you start a business don't grow too quick too fast that would be the number one thing that i would say take your time enjoy the ride
0: Mm -hmm. very good Hmm. Heather oh i know i'm getting too deep
2: it is very deep and uh that makes me like soul-searching here, and I'm like, I don't need to soul-search. I just need to answer the question. <laughs>
3: um,
2: I would say um, really my my younger self would just tell myself to trust myself more. Mm-hmm. Honestly. To tell, tell myself that. Um, because I always really can trust myself more, but it's easy to hear a lot of chatter from other people. Mm-hmm. And to tune them out and just Go with your gut all the time.
0: Well, especially in the business you're in, not only doing the cars and all that, but the actress side and yeah, all the other stuff everything
2: in life. You know, everyone has an opinion about things, and you want to ask people that you care about and that are supportive of you. But also, you just you really need to always trust yourself because you mm-hmm. know best, no matter what anyone else says. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and you know, if I can add to that, Heather, one of the things that I like is you show a lot of other women that you can do anything you want. Just dive in and do it. I mean, you, you can accomplish anything. And, and you know, females or women, I don't know what you want to say, like like Heather, you know, it, it they make great examples for, like, my daughter. You know, my daughter watches the show. She sees Heather out there getting dirty and learning this stuff and teaching me stuff that I didn't know. And, and then it makes my daughter want to come out and start doing stuff. So Thank I think – uh, I think it's great.
2: But here's the thing. Life's scary. You can't always do everything. You don't always know how to do everything. You don't always know how to put the car back together. But you figure it out. You just do it anyway. And then you feel great about it.
0: And the (laughs) the whole team concept, too. Right.
2: Oh, we could not do it without the team. It's teamwork all the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really, really is.
0: It It is, yes. And it amazes me how some people who we see on TV doing certain things have so much else going on the side. For example, Heather does this thing where you're a foodie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you're a
0: drinkie, so to speak. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. That's the wrong phrase. That brings up something else. Um, but
2: you're, you're, but you're, not when driving. Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, so, you got into the whole food and, and drink yeah.
2: thing. I, I, well, I own a business and a uh, catering business, and we focus on bar catering. Um, and, you know, I, I used to, a long time ago, uh, sell some luxury spirits so I kind of got in through that way and because of that I just have a lot of knowledge in, in that background and I went and went on to get certified sommelier and just I I really enjoy um, food and beverages and the art that is entailed and then I think I just enjoy the craft of things in general because there's a craft of food that's not too unsimilar to the craft of cars when you think about it when you put a lot of care into something and you put a care into how you're going to craft that and make it unique it's mm-hmm. it's very similar when you think about food like that as well.
0: So so, for example, after our show, you will go on to do your weekend stuff. We uh, recorded this on a Friday. So what example would you be eating tonight?
2: <laughs> I, um, well, on a typical Friday night. Don't,
0: don't tell me you're going to go have Jack tacos. That would probably ruin the whole image. I
2: was going to say tacos.
3: <laughs> tacos. Um
2: Well, Typically, uh, let's see, is it 5 o'clock yet for a glass of wine? <laughs> <laughs> We're
3: getting close. <laughs>
2: close enough. No, um, you know, I what I love is discovering um, new local places. Even in, in L.A., there's, you know, a lot of new local places that open up with great chefs. When I was in Chicago, I got to do the same thing. Um, a lot of little neighborhood spots that you that you just get to discover a lot of Italian places where uh, it was just phenomenal stuff. A little casual, but just... Dynamite food, and that's what I look for when I when I go. So I like to discover new places. I mean, I always have my standard favorites, of course, where Mm -hmm. in each city. But I really like to discover some new spots. I, I actually like going out and eating alone. Um, And I know that that might sound strange to you, but I like to go to the bar, sit by myself there, talk with the bartender, get some food and just enjoy kind of getting to know the local scene at places, too.
0: Two things. One, I keep thinking of Steve Martin in the movie. uh, He he showed up one time alone and he says, table for one. And he walks across the restaurant (laughs) and there's there's this beam of light following him along and everybody stops. And people don't recognize you.
2: Um, sometimes, yeah, um, but not in a weird way. <laughs>
0: okay then.
2: Okay. In a in a respectful way. <laughs>
0: right. So no idea though. Let's say what you're gonna have tonight.
2: I could have Italian food. It is one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. So if I did do that, I would maybe have some nice burrata cheese and tomatoes, um, some basil, and then maybe a yummy pasta. Mm. Very good Very I don't good. know I'm getting hungry Kind of talking about it yeah, <laughs> Exactly really. we have to send out.
0: Do you have any impact On craft services When you guys shoot Like what food They bring in
2: um, I think I've made An impact overall Over the past couple of Years Don't you Joe
1: Well yeah I mean, The guys are actually Eating healthy yeah, we're, we're eating. the only thing I asked for was Kool-Aid I mean, other than that, I was good
2: That wasn't the healthy part yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know, the first year guys are looking at me Because I would have salads Like, that's all you're going to eat And now they're like, I see I see Cy with a vegetarian sandwich sometimes Seriously? And, yeah, no, seriously And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to eat healthier I'm like, this is great <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wow Okay, Joe, so after we're done You're in a different time zone You're closer to dinner What are you going to have for dinner tonight? cheeseburgers
1: that was easy Next question all right <laughs> 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 i am i you know i grew up on a farm i'm i'm a meat and potato guy and it's friday night you know we we all worked hard here this week and you know my wife will be home and honestly i think i'm going out for a steak dinner tonight it's uh. just been a long week and and that that's that's my thing i i love on a friday and saturday night Getting dressed up, yes, Heather. Dressed I up, whoa! Dressed dressed up. I, yes. He
2: knew I was going to be shocked at that statement.
1: Yeah, I knew you were.
2: Does yes, that I, no wait? I, does that I mean your nice t-shirt?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no, no. What's it going
0: to no, say I, on it, Joe? Got, what's it going to say?
1: I'm dressed I up got nice. Got nice <laughs> nice button up shirt. And I, you know, I like getting dressed up. You know, I like to be presentable. You know, for my wife and you know, my daughter because my daughter gets dressed up and we just go someplace and we go out to dinner. We hop in the truck after dinner, and we go cruising around, listen to music, and have fun. And that that's pretty much what what my thing is on a Friday and Saturday night when it's time to eat.
0: But that's the, what I like to go do. But the key is, are you wearing a hat? <laughs> yes, I'm wearing a hat. No, not now. Always. I mean, when you dress up. Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: no, no, I do not wear a hat.
0: Like, oh, I wow. classy. I do, yeah. have, have you I do seen... not wear a hat, no. Have you seen him without a hat?
2: a few times then he usually puts the hat on and thinks people are looking at his hair
1: (laughs) he gets self-conscious when he doesn't
2: have a hat on (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, i'm not yeah i don't worry about my hair The only i wear a hat because i got kind of a blockhead so i i just like yeah it's your head not
2: your hair you're like you're looking at my head
0: (laughs) yeah right
1: (laughs) (laughs) well
2: you're standing there
0: (laughs) that's great that's great so so, again, the show uh, is uh, in its fourth season. This is its fourth yep. season. Mm-hmm. It's an hour long now. And it's interesting because it shows a little bit more behind-the-scenes stuff, which is kind of fun.
2: It is. It is really fun. And we get interviewed. Joe Bruno and I also haven't in- get interviewed and kind of get to tell the story a little bit. So that's nice.
0: Yeah, that's kind of neat. And, uh, Joe, we appreciate you joining us here. So where do you see this going? I mean, how long do you want to do more TV car stuff? Or what- what's your goal in all this? Uh, well, First,
1: I'd like to say that, you know, I think Heather, I, everybody, we're very proud that uh, this show is now a one-hour show. We work very hard to make that happen. Um, Where do I see this going? I'll tell you, Garage Squad, for me, I'm always trying to plan for the future with that show, and... I don't know, Heather. Go with me on this. I, I think if we work hard, we can get ten seasons out of this. We're gonna go what gray.
2: Mean? We're gonna go gray on the show. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. I, I think if we keep working together and doing what we're doing, yes. Now, as far as a, a TV career, I don't. I don't think that's something in the future. I'm looking for. I'm looking for other avenues and stuff with this industry.
0: Well, you have yeah, one that, though. So, I know. <laughs> well, it's either sing, learning to sing, which you may be taking lessons on the side, I don't know. Singing and dancing. Dance.
3: Oh, no. Oh no! Uh,
0: uh, now wait for singing to the sixth season. Something yeah. to look forward to. <laughs> I can see that now. Okay, and one last time, um, how do people... Obviously, you watch Garage Squad on Velocity. How do people submit their cars?
2: They can submit their car on GarageSquad.tv, TV, and they want to make sure that they include pictures of the car, not with a car cover on it, is helpful, um, and yeah. a good story of the car and why it's important to them, and it's important to get it fixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way to get your car. Considered is by submitting it to Garage Squad TV. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people reach out to Bruno, Joe, and I, um, but really you have to submit it online to get it uh, considered.
0: Oh, so people are actually coming up to you and saying, "Hey, dig my car." Oh, and yeah. Like, no, I've been-
1: hey, <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, I just posted a thing on Facebook. I had six people last week alone come to my shop, and it's kind of heartbreaking. You know, they're. They're excited to meet me and everything. They want to show me the car, and I always spend time with them. I always look at the car, but I gotta let them down easy. That we can't bring our, you know, cars or people that we've met to the network. You have to go through the proper channels.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, to keep it
1: fair, and that's yeah. what it's about.
0: Absolutely, and Joe, you of course are with uh, Prison City Chopper and Customs. You have your own website and all that. How do people reach you for there?
1: Uh, I'm pretty much a Facebook guy, so Prison City Customs on Facebook or my personal public figure page. Uh, but I also have a website, PrisonCityChoppers.com. has all my info and email address and everything you need to get a hold of me at any time.
0: One last thought before we let you go, and you guys have been great today. Thanks for joining us here on Talking About Cars. I, I, in doing research, and who knew researching joel zopler who knew <laughs> so joe according to your bio that i saw at the age of 18 you worked on garbage trucks and portage on trucks that is correct what what did you I work
1: literally on? started at the bottom <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's johnny wait <laughs> so what did, what did you do with those i mean worked the engines um
1: well, when you're, you're 17 going into 18 years old and, you know, you spend your whole life, you know, on a farm or in a garage, you know, working on this stuff, it's very hard to get someone to hire you to give you a shot when you're that young. And nobody would want anything to do with me because I was just too young. I had no schooling, no nothing. And this guy says, I'm going to give you a You're going to be working on garbage trucks. You're on probation for 60 days. Three weeks in, I was hired on full-time, and, you know, you got to pay your dues, you know, and yes, it was a pretty bad job, but you know what? I I went to work every day. I held my head up high, and because I have the opportunity, and and I did a very good job there. I was pulling out transmissions. I was rebuilding motors, uh, rear ends. Uh, I was doing stuff that most journeyman mechanics were doing. That's kind of where I started. My first job was uh, working on garbage trucks and portage on trucks. Can uh-huh. I say it was a crappy job? hi <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hiyo!
1: <laughs> and, and
0: Heather, what's up with you too? Because uh, obviously, you know the show is going to go on hiatus after you're in ends this season. Yeah, what, yeah. Where were you going to see you next?
2: Well, you can always find me on social media at Heather Storm LA or on my website, um, HeatherStorm.com but I also um, host a podcast um, along with two other fellows Man Seeks Adventure and we talk about bars, cars, eats and adventures um, all around um, so you can find that on ManSeeksAdventure.com and, um, so doing that while I'm back here in LA because I was on a little hiatus, some of the guys had to do a couple shows without me um, while I was in Chicago um, so we're looking looking forward to uh, getting a few new shows out on that. Of course, we have SEMA coming up, um, big show. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be getting ready for a couple more road trips as I talked about. Awesome.
0: So. Awesome. Joe, uh, I, I'm going to give Heather something for you. We have our Talking About Cars swag. There we go. So we have a Talking About Cars baseball hat. And since that's basically part of your eternal wardrobe... <laughs> Uh, We'll make sure we give her and you a hat for being on the show. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. I'll be glad to wear that. Absolutely. Garage Squad's Heather Storm and Joe Zoper. Season 4 of Garage Squad can be seen Wednesday nights on Velocity. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to all of our new podcasts right here on our new home at radio.com. Plus, rate us, write a review, and don't forget to tell all your friends about the cool podcasts we have with all the great guests. Plus, you can listen to our original episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you want to hear our original interview with Heather, well, that's Talking About Cars, number 41. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can catch us on Facebook at Talking About Cars. Twitter at Talk N About Cars—that's That's D-A-L-K, the letter N, about cars. And Instagram, Talking About Cars. And watch our videos on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, I'm Randy Crudum. Join me as we have some fun talking about cars.